are listening to the rundown from Annenberg Media. It's Friday, November twenty second, twenty nineteen. I'm Yuki Liang. Stay tuned after the briefing to find out more about the most overlooked public art space on USC's campus. The Hangman Student Health Center recently opened a new floor dedicated to student mental health. It's called the Psychiatry and Behavioral Health Sciences floor, and we talk to students to see if they think it'll help. I think it's a like much-needed move that,、um, especially in light of the death of so many students recently, which、um, kind of angered me a little bit, just in terms of how it speaks to the university not. Taking care of its students, so to speak. One of the biggest parts that contributes to all this and all the mental health problems is the culture that we have here at USC. And I think it's a, our history is very based on this Trojan family that we have, but it hardly feels like that, like a Trojan family.、Um, it feels more like everyone's competing against one another. Engman's new floor reportedly already has a wait time of up to three weeks. Local parents of USC students have started a Facebook group to offer help to students when their own parents are too far away. The help could be taking a student to the healthcare center, or if they need someone to talk to. On Tuesday, these parents set up a table where they gave out free snacks and hugs. Waylon Cunningham was there. Rory Bennett's son goes to USC. And when she heard the news about the recent spate of student deaths on campus, she wanted to do something for the students whose parents live far away. As a parent, I could not imagine what it was like to be a parent living out of town, out of state, and and dealing with this. So she created the group Local USC Moms and Dads on Call. It's a way for out-of-town parents to feel that there's someone on hand that can help their student at USC. Whether it's to help with a flat tire or a cold, we're just parents who have been there, and we can deliver a little TLC. That's tender love and care. Bennett emphasizes that the group is made up of volunteers and are no substitute for professional services. For Annenberg Media, I'm Waylon Cunningham. You can follow the group on Facebook at Local USC Moms and Dads on Call. Corgis and their children parents gathered on campus last weekend to play, socialize, and pose for photos. Eileen Chen captured the adorable afternoon and spoke with Tiffany Luke, who started the club Corgis of USC. The ulterior motive behind starting this club is just I feel like corgis bring so much joy to people, and I know especially now during this time when it's almost like final season, a lot of students especially are stressed out. So it's just a nice way for students to just come hang out with some corgis and de-stress before their exam, and just get some like a little pump of joy in their day. Tiffany's corgi Tofu has a hundred and seventy-nine thousand followers on Instagram. The time has arrived. It's rivalry week. The infamous UCLA USC football game is coming up this Saturday, and it comes with a pranking war that goes back to the 40s. Sasu Lepert tells us more. The lore of the UCLA USC prank war dates back to 1941, when USC students stole a UCLA bell, which is now known as the Victory Bell. Though the prank still happened. Both USC and UCLA have taken preventative measures to combat the pricey damage inflicted. 
The service organization Helene's is stationed in front of the Hecuba statue in the village, 24 hours a day, for all of Rivalry Week, watching over her and protecting her from any Bruin pranksters. Alexis Peters is the Hecuba watch chair. Hecuba really represents the women of USC, Mm -hmm. and um, USC Helene's is an all-female service organization Mm -hmm. um, with uh, three pillars of service, spirit, and sisterhood. So we are dedicated to protecting Hecuba and protecting those three pillars. For Annenberg Media, I'm Zazu Lippert. Fight on. Now, let's take a look at what's going on on campus. Speaking of Rivalry Week, the annual battle of the Victory Bell is about to begin. USC and UCLA will meet for the 18th time this Saturday, November 23rd, for a midday kickoff at the Los Angeles Coliseum. This will be the last football game for the Trojans before the season ends. Fight on, Trojans! Winter is coming, and it's getting cold out there. Would you like to help make blankets for children in need? On Saturday, November 23rd from 1 to 3 p.m., join the USC Fisher Museum of Art and the Border Angels for the Blanket Project Initiative. Everyone who wants to help make blankets for children in shelters and other areas around the Mexican border is welcome. Art Division students will be teaching a one-day knitting workshop and the initiative will provide needle and yarn. If you're interested in going, don't forget to RSVP. Just search for the Blanket Project Initiative online. Instagram and the Jet Foundation, a nonprofit organization, is launching a new mental health and well-being toolkit. The toolkit is designed to help people become less anxious when scrolling through Instagram and seeing other people's, quote, perfect lives. All students are welcome to the event on Wednesday, December 4th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Argu Plaza. There will be food, giveaways, music, and more. Now, it's time for Children's House. I'm standing at the convergence of Thornton School of Music and the School of Cinematic Arts at USC. Nestled here between the buildings and under a towering sprawl of pine, sycamore, and eucalyptus trees lies the sculpture garden. Uh, and so on. Yeah, on our back is the music school. Um, we are going to walk over to our right. Uh, Shri Vijay Shaparala and Teague Ashcraft are computer science students moonlighting as tour guides. Until I brought it to their attention, they had no idea that they were traipsing future Trojans through a real-life sculpture garden. You gonna tell them about the sculpture garden? Um, I don't know anything about it. Can you tell us about the sculpture garden? <laughs> the Anna Bing Arnold Sculpture Garden was built in the early 1970s by Marsh, Smith, and Powell. It's the same architectural firm that designed USC's Taper Hall for the Humanities. Currently, there are seven donated sculptures on display, including work by Latin American political artist Francisco Zuniga and pioneering feminist artist Mickey Benoff. Benoff's Vista for a Rare Spirit is a favorite of freshman music student Juliet Wytrack. She happened upon the abstract art piece during a recent orientation. It's like a big tube-looking thing. It, it stands out from all of the other ones because the other ones are like people and they're made of typical sculpture material, but this one looks like yellow-tinted plastic. 
Jay Lizo is a sculpture lab technician at Roski School of Art and Design. He remembers being pleasantly surprised when he discovered the sculpture garden. Public art usually tends to be somewhat not a conservative in a way, in the sense of like you know traditional forms of like the human body or something like that, or some kind of monument. Um, but those uh, I felt like were a little bit they were just surprising, and uh, I thought that was a kind of nice little gift I saw in that on my stroll. So yeah. I thought that was really good choices. And there you have it. We know about the sculpture garden on the outside of campus, closer to the architecture school. I uh, just did not realize this was one. Next time you're roaming around campus, be sure to take a moment to really absorb the surroundings. You just never know what you've been missing. For Annenberg Media, I'm Tracy McGregor. That's it for this Friday, November 22nd, 2019. We won't have an episode next Friday because of the holiday. From all of us at Annenberg Media, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I'm Yuki Liang.